With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of the professional black woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters. We are sponsored by the Professional Black Woman Association, where you can visit us on the web at www.thepbwa.com. That is our new site, and we are very excited about it. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color. Our purpose is twofold. First, we want to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we need to edify, promote, acknowledge, and just say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live from our nation's capital, Washington. Washington, D.C. on the Blog Talk Worldwide Network. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2010, and I hope you are as excited about your future as I am. We are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so you know we want you to spread the word. Now, before we go any further, we have been doing this since January, the first show in January, and you know all of our listeners who tune in every week, who have marked us as your favorite, you know what we're going to say. This is what we need to say. Our slogan for the year is here's to 2010, the best year ever. That's it. We are going to wear that out. We are declaring that. So, so everybody say it with me. Here's to 2010, the best year ever. Well, you know, as always, we are excited about our show today. And I tell you, you know, our very, very special guest happens to be you, our listening audience. So we want you to go ahead and dial in 347-838-9278. We want you to call everybody. We want you to text them, email them right now. Make sure you send them a message on Twitter as well. Tell them, hey, I am on the show today, so we want you to dial them in. And also, you can always Tune in to Wealthy Sisters at www.wealthysisters, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, dot com, so that you can also catch our archives. And I'm telling you, last week's show, oh my goodness, it was phenomenal. We had none other than um, Dr. Bondos, Miss Alilia Bondos, who happens to have been uh, Madam C.J. Walker's great-great-granddaughter, uh, our featured show. You can also catch uh, Miss Sean Stevens, who talked about transformation and so many other great episodes. So we want you to not, uh, we want you to actually to tune in and not miss out on any of the great things that we've been discussing. Now, today's show, we are so excited because we are celebrating mothers, mothers, yes, now we um, have Wealthy Moms as our topic today, and we will be discussing some of the wealthy mothers that are, have been listed on the Forbes list and, and, and what have you and others that we may have heard of, may not have heard of. And we also want you to call in today, as I mentioned earlier, and we want to discuss real-life solutions, too. We know that um, a lot of times as mothers we deal with guilt uh, with our children, how did I, you know, did I feed them right today? What do I do? You know, how do I find this balance for myself? Overcoming the fears and how to tap into also your motivating and driving force that's going to be your passion to keep you building and keep you focused on your dreams for the whole reason that you started this business. So again, also let everyone know to dial in three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight. We need you to press one. 
so that we know that you would like to um, make a comment and tune in as our special guest today on our show. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under Wealthy Sisters as Twitter or Deborah Hartnett or even Deborah Hartnett on Facebook as well. We are all available there for you on the net. So after we take this short break, we're going to dive into some great topics today on our special show of Wealthy Moms. So after this short break, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Remember, have everybody dial in now, 347-838-9278. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Well, yes, we are live and back on Wealthy Sisters on our special show today, discussing wealthy bonds. We will be talking to some of our guests today, which happens to be you, the listening audience. Also, we're going to go over some of the uh, moms that have made the list, the richest moms in the world, and uh, we're also going to just talk about why we discuss wealth and, and why is wealth important. You know, I know a lot of times people say, well, why do you always talk about money and why, why do we use the topic wealth in the first place for our show, like Wealthy Sisters? Well, we want to we dive and really discuss those things today. And, and before we get into that, what I, what I really like to do is just kind of go over or, or reiterate why we actually um, suggest that you stay tuned in to our show and other shows like this and any type of teleconference, any type of information that you can get to keep this environment for you that's positive, that's going to encourage you, that's going to inspire you, and also give you practical information so that you can be successful in business. You know, it is so important that we recognize how how important it is um, to to stay plugged in as well, you know, because a lot of times when we think um, about uh, wealth or we think about our, our success, it's only a lot of times built on what our mindset is at that time. It's only what we know at that time. And if if the only people that we really know, and we say this all the time, every week, we talk about the environment, we talk about the people we're connected to, if they have not experienced what we want as far as being in business or if they haven't created a certain amount of income or if their lifestyles are not the particular lifestyles that you currently want, or it's it's going to be hard to actually uh, acquire that because we all speak different languages. We all do. It's not just the language or the tongue that we're talking about, like your nationality uh, or the language uh, um, that you were born with, your parents or English or Spanish or what have you. We're talking about a cultural uh, language. And people uh, that, that have wealth, they speak wealth, <laughs> People that have a job, they speak job. People that have a business speak business. So I know that sounds very elementary, but it is absolutely the truth. Now, before we actually dive into that, I know, you know, we are celebrating Mother's Day, and some of you might be saying, well, Mother's Day was yesterday. Well, I am one that I love to keep the party going, in case you're wondering. We are going to celebrate it again today because, I mean, one day is just never enough. I noticed that was my birthday. It just goes by. Christmas goes by. So that's why we're taking the time to do that. And and I also want to take the time just to take uh, and pay special tribute to all the mothers, even the ones who haven't given birth or adopted. I mean, I, I certainly know what that's like. You know, if that's what's in your heart, um, my personal testimony 
I was married 15 years we were before our daughter was born after a miscarriage and after we um, lost our son, Benjamin, who was stillborn and carried him for nine months. And then, you know, it was a year afterwards that that, uh, our daughter was born. And I see her today uh, will be seven real soon here, and it's just absolutely amazing. So I just continuously encourage those who, you know, I don't know why I mentioned that or who are tuning into the show today that, you know, have that special uh, desire to become a mother. Don't give up. Have the faith and stay encouraged because you can. I'm telling you, that's, you know, that's my personal testimony there. And also, we want to take the time to recognize the fathers who are mothers as well, you know, oftentimes we don't acknowledge them because of what society says. And and true, there are a lot of challenges that we face a lot of times with, with fathers or what have you, but there are some good men and, yes, some great fathers, great, wonderful single fathers as well, and married, of course. But, you know, we're we're talking about those uh, fathers who have had to step in as the role as the mother and the father. So we want to celebrate them today and and, and commend them and just, just recognize them as well. And then to those those women who have made the conscious decision to not have children, and and we want to celebrate you too because that's okay. I know a lot of times, and and, and I noticed this from my personal story, uh, even though it was some time and I was a, a little bit older when I had my daughter, I know what it can feel like sometimes when, when you're in conversations and you don't have children and people automatically assume that because you're a woman you're supposed to give birth and, and you're not, you know, you're not uh, you're missing out on something or you you're not the whole or you're not complete or or you're not in this special club or what have you if you've if you've not had children so we are celebrating every one today you know because if you are that person and and which you know I was for some time you've got nieces you've got nephews you've got all types of people that you're giving to and sharing with and so that as well uh we want want to celebrate you. Now, back to what we were talking about with wealth. You know, what is wealth? Well, in our association, the Professional Black Woman Association, which you can visit us at www.thepbwa.com, I, I really we're stressing the importance of it and, you know, the the importance of staying in that environment. Um, we are reading for our book this month, the Success Book Club. We are reading a, a phenomenal book, The Science of Getting Rich. It's a quick read. I absolutely love this book. And I just wanted to um, share just a, a paragraph from that book today as we talk about wealth and we talk about wealthy moms and, and why we focus on this word wealth in the first place. He says, whatever, now this 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 you have to be ready for. This is by Wallace D. Waddles, and you have to be ready for, I'm just going to share with you right now to open your mind for those who are tuning in and, and we, we are so conditioned to say, that, you know, we don't need to talk about money or, or money is not everything and, and, and all of those things. We're quick to say that or or wealth is just, you know, as long as you're happy and, well, well true. But listen to this and listen to this and, and just, just, just kind of just tune in to what he's saying. He says, whatever may be said in praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. Now, I know the chat room might jump off right now uh, from that statement, and I will say it again because I know, you know, uh, that's not a comfortable statement to make. But whatever may be said in praise of poverty, in praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. No man can rise, or of course we know woman as well, no man can rise to his or her greatest possible height in talent or soul development unless he has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have many things to use. And he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. A man develops in mind, soul, and body 
by making use of things. And society, now this is this is where he just makes it plain. Society is so organized that man must have money. We can't we we need grace, we need favor and all of those things. The grace and favor that we need is to for people that have money to give unto us. So when we're saying all we need is faith and all we need is grace and all we need is favor, yes, we do need that. But but there is still an exchange of some type of tangible instrument that's that's being used and in in each society or what have you, it's 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 some form of money. So he's saying. And so society is so organized that man must have money in order to become the possessor of things. Therefore, the basis of all advancement for man must be the science of getting rich. The object of all life is development, and everything that lives has an inalienable right to all the development it is capable of attaining. Man's right to life means his right to have the free and unrestricted use of all the things which may be necessary to his fullest mental, spiritual, and physical unfoldment, or in other words, his or her right to be rich. Now, that's why we talk about wealth. That's why our show is Wealthy Sisters. That's why we we search and we find women that earn six and seven figures every week that you can actually tune in and you can hear their stories. And you yourself can say, you know what, if they're doing this, I know that I can do this too. Because we all are the same. We all have been giving the same amount of time every day. It's just how do we manage those activities during the day so that we can get that. Plus, a lot of times we have to wrap our minds around and accept the fact that it is okay for us to want more. That's our natural, that's our natural state for us to want more. And it's just that when we allow um, society or we've allowed the conditions or we've allowed the environment, our, our conversations to lull us into the sleep and to accept that our wealth is 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 um, not, we're not supposed to want those things. So your wealth, your level, or whatever that is for you, of course, we all know is going to be different. You know, it's going to take more. It's going to take less for others. But there you, we all have to agree that in order to continue to move through the world, we need income. We need wealth. So that's why we talk about wealth. Now, uh, we think back to if you want to go scripturally, uh, if you want to go in any um, any faith or uh, spiritual uh, uh, readings, we can refer to Proverbs here. We think about the virtuous woman. She not only took care of her household with with her, she was diligent with her hands, with her children and family. But as she as we said, she was diligent in her with her hands. She was a businesswoman. She was a businesswoman. She sold things. She 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 made things and sold them. She had an empire in her home. So this is this is this is natural for us today. Now I want to open up the lines. Uh, I know we have some people that have the, the lines are full here. I know a lot of people have called in to the show today. And and some of you all are just tuned in, but I want you to go ahead and press one because I want you to jump in on this conversation and let's let's start talking about some of the things that that some of the issues that we face a lot of time as mothers or uh, um, on our journey on your journey to building your businesses and building the wealth we talk about is uh, the first thing I know is guilt. Uh, we deal with a lot of those, you know, working long hours with children, and and am am I uh, did I do what I need to do for my husband, or did I, you know, did I take care of the things that I need to take care of for my mother? So we want to just go ahead and uh, open the lines up again. You can dial three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight. We have just have a few more uh, that we uh, have open. Uh, for you to do that, and and while our producers are, are Miss Jocelyn Harrison is is taking care of the lines there, we also want you to know that you can also make your comments and questions in our chat room today as well. Now, uh, as we move forward, and we're going to take this caller here shortly. Um, but I tell you, why don't we take a quick break, and we'll come right back to our caller, and then we'll uh, go further with with the rest of the show. Thanks. Deborah Hartnett International 
helping you design your future. We are business development consultants, your one-stop source for starting or enhancing your business. Our team of professionals are among the best in the country. Our services range from establishing your corporation to developing and executing your branding strategy to website design and promotion. We even help you with establishing your business credit. Visit us today at www.debrahardnet.com to view a full list of services or call toll-free 800-493-0339. Mention this ad and receive a 15% discount off our gold package. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. All right, yes, we are back live on Wealthy Sisters, and we're glad to have everyone on the show today. Um, so as we were saying, you can dial in. I think we had uh, a couple of missed calls there. You can dial in at 347-838-9278 and jump in on our discussion today. We're going to um, go ahead and move forward. Uh, we were talking about some of the things that we face uh, as mothers. We face the whole part of uh, guilt. Uh, we also face uh, the long hours or what have you. So we want, we want to uh, hear from you today. So dial in 347-838-9278. Now, I know um, some of the other women that made the list uh, this year, some, some powerful mothers uh, who actually uh, are wealthy. One uh, story that I, I really, really like, I want to read uh, from this this woman here who uh, I'll tell you is is not only uh, created wealth for herself, but uh, she was at a point that where she was homeless. I'm going to read her story here, but she is now a billionaire today, and she was single. Listen to this. She says, my mother and father were both uh, Londoners. They met on a train traveling from King's Cross Station to a broth in Scotland. When they were uh both 18, my father was off to join the Royal Navy, my mother to join the women's equivalent. My mother said she was cold. My father offered her a half share in his coat, and they got married just over a year later when they were 19. Both left the Navy and moved to the outskirts of Bristol in the west uh, part of England. My mother gave birth to me when she was 20. I was a round baby, <laughs> rotund baby, she says. The description in the Philosopher's Stone of the photographs of what appeared to be a beach ball wearing a different color bobble hat would, would also apply to the picture of me in my early years. My sister Dee arrived a year and 11 months after me. The day of her birth is my earliest memory or my earliest datable memory anyway. I distinctly remember playing with a bit of plastic in the kitchen while my father rushed in and out of the room hurrying backwards and forwards to my mother who was giving birth in their bedroom. I know I didn't invent this memory because I checked the details later with my mother. I also have a vivid mental picture of walking into their bedroom a little while later, hand in hand with my father and seeing my mother lying in the bed in her nightdress next to my beaming sister, who is stark naked with a full head of hair and looks about five years old. <laughs> Although I clearly pasted together this bizarre false memory out of the bits of hearsay when I was a child, it is so vivid that it still comes to my mind even ever think about Dee being born again. Dee had and still has very dark, almost black hair and dark brown eyes like my mother's, and she was considerably prettier than I was, and she still is. As compensation, I think my parents decided that I must be the bright one. We both resented our labels. I really wanted to be less freckly, beach ball-like, and Dee, who is now a lawyer, felt justifiably annoyed that nobody had noticed she was just a pretty face. This undoubtedly contributed to the fact that we spent three-quarters of our childhood figuring like a pair of wildcats imprisoned together in a very small cage. To this day, Dee bears a tiny scar just above her eyebrow from the cut I gave her when I threw a battery at her, but I didn't expect it to hit her. I thought she'd duck. 
This excuse didn't cut much ice with my mother, who was angered and then I uh, than I ever seen before. But we we left the bungalow when I was four and moved to Winterbourne, also on the outskirts of Bristol. Now we live in a semi-detached house with stairs, which prompted Dee and I to reenact over and over again a cliff-top drama in which one of us would dangle from the topmost stair, holding hands, and the other pleading. Oh, my. Uh, we had bribery. We had blackmail. This is going on about she and her sister and how they, you know, reacted. I want to move here. My secondary school in Wendelin, where I went when I was 11, was the place I met Sean Harris, to whom Chamber of Secrets is dedicated and whom owned the original Ford Angrilla. She is she is talking. Let me move down here. I didn't want to read that. I lost my spot there. Let's see. Uh, okay, she actually got married, this young lady, she married, uh, here it is, uh, okay, nine months later, desperate to get away for a while, I left for Portugal where I had a, I got a job teaching English and language in a language institute, it took with I took with me the still-growing manuscript of Harry Potter. Hopefully that my new working hours are taught in the afternoon and evening would lend themselves to pressing on with my novel, which had changed a lot since my mother had died. Now Harry's feelings about his dead parents had become much deeper, much more real. In my first weeks in Portugal, I wrote my favorite chapter in The Philosopher's Stone, The Mirror of Arise. I had or reached. I had hoped that when I returned from Portugal, I would have finished a book under my have a finished book under my arm. In fact, I had something even better. My daughter, I had met and married a Portuguese man, and although the marriage did not work out, it had given me the best thing in my life. Jessica and I arrived in Edinburgh, where my sister Dee was living, just in time for the Christmas of '93. I intended to start teaching again, and knew that unless I finished the book very soon. I might never, ever finish it. I knew that full-time teaching with all the marking and lesson plans, let alone with a small daughter to care for single-handedly, would leave me with absolutely no spare time at all. And so I set work in a kind of frenzy, determined to finish the book and at least try to get it published. Whenever Jessica fell asleep in her pushchair, I would dash to the nearest cafe and write like mad. I wrote nearly every evening. Then I had to type the whole thing out myself. Sometimes I actually hated the book, even while, but while I loved it, finally it was done. I covered the first three chapters in a nice plastic folder and sent them off to an agent who returned them so fast that they must have been set back the same day they arrived. But the second agent I tried wrote wrote back and asked to see the rest of the manuscript. It was far and away of the best letter I had ever received in my life, and it was only two sentences long. It took a year for my new agent, Christopher, to find a publisher. Lots of them turned it down. Then finally in August, now she started in 1993, finally in August 1996, Christopher telephoned me and told me that Bloomsbury had made an offer. I could not quite believe my ears. You mean it's going to be published, I asked rather stupidly. It's definitely going to be published. After I hung, I had hung up, I screamed and jumped into the air. Jessica, who was sitting in her high chair enjoying tea, looked thoroughly scared. And you probably know what happened next. That is J.K. Rawlings. She is now uh, a billionaire. This this lady actually wrote, is the author of Harry Potter, a billionaire today. She was a single mother. She went through whatever she had to go through to actually produce her book. She stayed focused on her dreams, and she sent it after publisher, after publisher, after publisher. And here three years later, it took to 1996 for that book to be published. So that is a testimony of, of what it takes when you're actually focused on your business. Now, also, also we know there are other women that we know. Miss Cassie Hughes, everybody knows who she is. Cassie Hughes, her story is awesome. She actually, uh, to, to, to read her story, she you know, bought her the radio station in the D.C. area, and her situation was such that she was a single mother. 
Um, and what happened with her, you know, she found herself getting the station, and 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 it was not everything that she thought it was going to be. I mean, they she said they took the the records, they took all the things that she had planned to use. It was it was damaged, and just think about this: she wound up having to live in the radio station there, which is. I mean, how can you imagine what her family? Can you imagine what her her what they were saying? You are there with your child, staying there, cooking on a hot plate <laughs> in the radio station uh, for your with your child. So these are things that that uh, mothers, wealthy mothers, that we see today have done. You know, so when we think about the guilt, a lot of times what we have to realize is our our children are resilient. They are resilient, and so you might not always be there at the same moment that somebody else's mother that may maybe their lifestyle is totally different from yours um but what you have to do is to be able to involve your kids. You've got to involve your family, your husbands. You have to actually in, in welcome them to to make them feel a part of what you are doing. To to actually say, hey, you know, we're going to have a family meeting. This is this is what we're doing for this. Make them, give them a role. You'll be surprised with your children if they're two, if they're three. Four years old. I mean, I had my daughter. She knew how to make CDs at three. If she would take them out of the CD player, and we had to put labels. She knew what all of that was. Um, going to presentations and meetings, she knew what it was to sit there and 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 to to hold a, a name tag or or at least to give a name tag uh, to someone when you know it's signing up for registration. So there are ways. That that you can actually make your family a part of it, and I think you know what we have to always do is is when we start realizing what your vision is, taking that time to actually get a journal and write what do you see with this business. A lot of times when we start them, we're not quite sure. We kind of do things backwards. We kind of maybe just react to an idea or what have you, and may not think it all the way through. But what we understand is once you actually sit down and you write and visualize detail, I love what Bob Proctor talks about. He talks about writing it down, that, that perfect that perfect vision of what you see for yourself. So if you see yourself two years from now, three years from now with your business doing five, you know, five grand a day, uh, uh, 20 grand a day, uh, uh, 45 grand a month, whatever that goal is for you, you have to actually spell it out. You've got to see it. You've got to taste it. And when you're doing that, involve, um, that will help you eliminate a lot of times that, that guilt that, you know, we face and we know um, is a lot of times can be different for women, but men, they deal with the guilt as well because they want to be with the family. They they recognize that there is a, a sacrifice that, you know, you have to you have to make there. And a, a lot of times it's okay for them because that's what our society says. And it's kind of it's kind of sad because we don't we don't really know how to communicate. We don't really know how to express. So a lot of times if they're not expressing how they really feel about it, we assume that you know, they don't feel guilty or they don't want to be with the family. That's not the case. But for women, you know, for us to, to be mothers and if we're if we're not going to the basketball game for our child and we have to get another parent to take our child that's not going to make your child I don't care. That's what society's saying today, all of this you know, this that's gonna make them put them in a, a psychiatric ward or have to make them see a therapist. We we were much stronger than that. Our, I mean, our people were much stronger than that in the past. We didn't we did not have all of the things that we had today. All of the extras. We didn't have the education. We didn't have the the the, the income, the source, the the connections. We didn't have the the rights, um, the legal rights that we have today. Like I said, the education. We didn't have all of the the, the tools. Uh, just last week, we talked about what um, Madam C.J. Walker was able to do and what she was able to accomplish in the short period of time that she lived in her time. 
you know, she didn't have all that we had. And this lady built a network when she was traveling, had to travel by by a, a train, had to travel by a, a ship, which was not the ships that we know today. And she built a, a fortune. She was a millionaire in the early 1900s. So when we think about um, where we are today, we, we can't allow – uh, what somebody else's uh, uh, life or what their their purpose is, we can't allow that to inflict what ours are because your path is different. You are an entrepreneur. You are a businesswoman. You happen to be a mother that's a businesswoman or what have you. And this is, we, we, we titled the show Wealthy Moms today, but this, could, of course, could relate to anyone everybody's path is different. And what your path is going to involve is not going to be the same path that others have. So we know we we have a lot of people that want to tune in and comment on this. And this I said, you are the special guest today, live on Wealthy Sisters. You can dial 347-838-9278. We know you're out there. We want to know your opinion, your thought on what we're discussing today with Wealthy Moms being the topic for our show today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you feel like there's never enough time in the day? You have a laundry list of 20 things to do, and you still haven't done, oh yeah, the laundry. Are you at a crossroads in your life? And just not certain what's your next step? Are you just overwhelmed and feel like you have lost, well, you? We are here to help. Compass Coaching is a personal development company for women. We help you find your path and bring balance to your life. Visit us today at www.mypathmylife.com. We have life coaching plans as low as $19 a month. And take our free assessment. That's www.mypathmylife.com. Every woman deserves a coach. All right, we're back live on Wealthy Sisters. Here we're discussing wealth today, wealthy moms, and those roles that we play, the dual roles as well. Also, we want you to dial in if you got questions, comments. You are the special guest today, 347-838-9278. I know we got quite a few people at our work. People making comments in the chat room as well. We're glad to have you on our show today. Now, as we continue to discuss this topic, um, there's some other things that that we'd like to discuss as well. But I, I love what uh, our, in our chat room with Cheryl uh, has shared today. She says that it is true. Her six-year-old daughter knows all about my business. She even attends some events with me and knows how to introduce herself to customers. <laughs> I love that. She says she knows the pricing, and she knows that mommy is setting the example for her to become an entrepreneur. That is so true. I know we uh, actually go a lot of times to expos, and my daughter, she actually thinks that it's a carnival. We went to one here, and she's, oh, that's how we going back to a carnival. It was a, it was a Saturday and a Sunday, so we went back on Sunday to the carnival, and she goes around, and she picks up uh, all of the business cards at the booths, you know, she's you know, she asked for their business cards and as a matter of fact I had to ask her <laughs> for the cards back. <laughs> so, oh, you can you can keep it for a moment, mommy, but I want them back, you know. So it it can really, really come in hand. But I love what you're saying, Cheryl. She says, My greatest goal in life is to teach my children that they do not have to get stuck in a rut of working a nine to five job. They hate simply for a paycheck. Rather they can discover their passion early in life and pursue that passion and earning living from it. And that's true, you know, that that and I'm glad you do you said passion and pursue that. And not just saying that, you know, working a nine to five is is not uh, a way to go because that certainly is that uh you know if that is what you desire and and there are the main thing is that you do that we do what we've been sent here to do. And that is to actually live out our purpose. And a lot of times we do get in that rut um, where we just say, hey, uh, I'm going to work this job or I'm going to stay here. Uh, we live in cities just because of a job or we we live uh, in a certain part of town just because of a job. You know, it, it dictates every aspect of our life. And we're not, we're not existing uh, for a job. You know, those jobs are to help us live 
And so we've got to make sure that we're doing what we have to do. I also see uh, the coach here, strategic coach says, I, uh, Coach, I agree my daughter and I are both life coaches. I love that. Oh, wow. We'd love to know how old is your daughter. You know, we work together in hosting seminars. Is your daughter younger or, or older? I'd love to have you guys call in and tune in. Dial into the show. We'd love to learn more about that. I hope you can dial in at 347-838-9278. I really love to know, you know, if you if your daughter is of age now, uh, strategic coaching, if you're still there on there. I see you on the line there. If you can type it or dial in if we want to know more about did you uh, actually build your business with your daughter or is this something they were exposed to? Uh, those are the questions that we like to know. So uh, I guess that they might, they probably are at uh, in a setting where they're not able to respond right away. But uh, as we were saying, it is so important to to not allow, you know, yourselves to feel like you are not doing what you are called to do just because someone else says uh, something other other than that. But we're going to go to Atlanta now to our producer, Ms. Jocelyn. I know she had some comments that she'd like to share because we have been entrepreneurs for several years, and I know finding the passion and, and, and pursuing the passion has uh, always been a, a part of our conversations. So I know she wants to join in on this as well. Hello, Ms. Jocelyn. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Thank you for being, I'm telling you, I'm loving it. I'm loving it and uh, loving the comments from our chat room as well. And uh, definitely I know you have some thoughts on what we're talking about uh, today. I do. You know, one of the things that's been kind of going around in my mind is, and you may be able to help with this, Deborah, is, is setting an environment within your home, especially if you're an entrepreneur that works from your home, mm-hmm. um, where you can you can have your kids but still remain productive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great question there. You know, uh, what I have done for me personally, uh, I have an office now. Some, you know, you may not have the space to have an office. If you, you have an area in your home, maybe in the living room, that you can section off as your office, do that, but um, I actually have I have an office, and because I want I want to uh, my daughter to to be a part of what I'm doing, and I can still you know keep have not not feel like she's in one room and I'm in the other room. Um, I I have her desk in here in the office as well with her computer. And uh, this is, of course, where she, you know, she's able to do a homework. Uh, I have, just as I have my vision board, boards and uh, boards that I write on, notes and things that we do, I have my bookcase, just the same thing as I have on, on my side of the room, I have for her as well. So she has her own compartmental drawers that she keeps her pencils and crayons and her scratch paper and the papers. And if incidentally, if somebody, as a side note, can tell me what to do with all these papers that we acquire on a daily basis from school, the homework, extra papers, this paper, that paper. <laughs> oh, we got tons of papers. Like, I don't want to throw anything away, but I'm going to have to do something because I remember when my mother passed, I think she kept everything, and that <laughs> that took a whole month <laughs> to clear the house out. But, um, yeah, so we, you know, I have that with her, her board and her desk and all that. So she has, I'm creating that environment for her uh, to know that, you know, it's, it's, it's that structure. And this is a place that once I, I have the office, it, this is where to work, and I do I do my best not to take um, things into other parts of the home. Of course, now with the laptop and the wireless, I'm all around sometimes <laughs> with that laptop. But I do I do my best to do that. And so, others that might have uh, a business that you actually have uh, tangible products that you have to sell, then you know maybe you don't have an office. Maybe you're the part of the garage, maybe a part of the basement is that area. Whatever that area is in your dwelling needs to be defined. Needs to be defined, and you, you know you you do your very best to to keep it 
like that so that they they can actually visualize this being a real company visualize this and and when you when you earn especially like for for the business owners that actually have things that you items that you sell let them see you know what it costs like i know someone said they know i think cheryl said they know what the shirts cost they know what those let them see you know what the transactions are you know the 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 money that's made from it or what have you so they can they can get a connection kids know more than we think they know and like this i said they are very 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 resilient the things that we worry about um, I know I was having this conversation with a friend who has grown children, and, and they said, you know, they spent all this time on these big parties and the big blow-up stuff, or even at Christmas you can think about, or maybe some people might not celebrate Christmas or, or what have you, or the birthdays you think about. You spend, We spend this big money on these big gifts, and they want to play with the box <laughs> that it came in, you know. So we 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 only remember, you know, the memories are made from the 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 simple things and the 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 simple things out of life, and that's that's you know what what the kids really remember. So they're gonna remember. Yeah, I remember when my mom was doing this. I remember when my mom had me folding those shirts. So, I mean, what what could be wrong with that picture? What could be wrong when you're teaching them and training them responsibility and how to think for themselves and how to be creative and how to know that, okay, maybe they might want to have a job for someone. Maybe they might want to work in a career, something that they love to do. But they also, if they're in college, they go to college, they can have a skill. They can know, oh, I can type. I can I can do whatever. I can I can create. I can create money. I never have to be without money. So I, I think that's a, a a great question that you asked there. Yeah. Did, what what else did I know you had something else you wanted to share? You know, something else um, that I thought about too. I do believe, and while I'm not a mom, uh, I do believe that it does. And you basically hit on some of this. Is, is mm-hmm. it does give a great opportunity for exposure. And exposure mm-hmm. leads to expansion. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And I was thinking about Kamora, uh, Kamora Lee Simmons. Yes. And, <laughs> and she's yes. fabulous. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was looking at her show and how she treats her kids. You know, I don't. I'm not getting into discipline and all of that, but I will say that she has involved them to a point where they do have their own ideas. She lets them you know, gives them opportunities to make business decisions on certain, I think they had a little clothing line they came out with. You know, she has really involved them. And so because they have been exposed to to her and her business, they seem, especially one of them, seems very comfortable making decisions, whether they go with it or not. You know, they, def, they both have definite opinions. Right. I think that that is awesome. Right. Oh, that is. That is because a lot of times now when we when we deal with adults and and I can say from my background um having been in network marketing for so long, you you deal with with um real real life people who want to build a business. But the number one thing we we have to always deal with in the beginning with people are dealing with their fear of speaking, their fear of asking questions, the fear of being uh, assertive, that whole negative connotation of being assertive, uh, to, of asking for what you want. And, and for as children, that's, that comes natural for us as children. But because in school they've told us, stop asking so many questions. You ask too many questions. Right. Sit down somewhere. Stop talking. Stop talking. And, you know, I have to ask and catch myself, even though, you know, my daughter, she, she didn't start speaking to to around three. And we were like, oh, my goodness. We weren't concerned, but she didn't really start talking and, and until then. And now I promise you she has not stopped since. <laughs> and there are some times that I want to say, you know, stop talking. Stop being quiet. Can you be quiet, please? And I have to catch myself because I, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, stifle 
who she's supposed to be in her growth. And asking questions, as I know today, I had to retrain myself to know that we have not, first of all, because we ask not. And because we've been programmed not to ask for so much, and 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 the only reason why we are today in our life is if we realize it or not, is because of what we asked for. So if we want more, we have to learn how to ask for more. And so when you're dealing with business, you've got to, first of all, learn how to sell. You have to be a salesperson. I don't care if you're a consultant, if you're an accountant, you have to learn how to sell, and people run away from that. And so, and 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 one of the the the, the fundamentals of teaching our kids, uh, like you said, and like you saw, Kamora is allowing them to make decisions. Um, I'm I'm training my daughter as we go to ask if we go to a restaurant. To you know, she will ask. She will speak up. Excuse me, may I have this? She places her order. Uh, she's six years old. She knows what she wants. And if a waiter walks by, excuse me, man, have a little bit more. And, you know, sometimes I want to say, oh, boy, what she's going to say or whatever, but I have to remind myself, no, I have to allow her to do this and not so that she won't ever be afraid to ask because all someone can do is say no. That's all someone can do is say no. That's it. I mean, if you ask. They say no, so what? Then you find another way to ask. <laughs> okay, maybe you didn't understand what I said. Let me let me translate it another way because I don't, you know, I don't, I want her to always to to always know that no does not just mean no. It might mean not right now, but you might have to say it in another way. So yes. I, I I I love that that. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, it's, it's important. And even and and you know. Both you and I uh, attended a church from the Bronner, the, mm-hmm. uh, where the founder was a Bronner, from the Bronner Brothers. That's, that's right. And, you know, one thing that I will, while all of them aren't physically in the business every day, some of them are pastors, but which are churches, which are businesses. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, to hear the stories of how their father really instilled these business principles in them, you know, all of them working for the company, all of them, you know, partaking in some portion of the business um, really made an indelible mark on each of their lives, whether they are in ministry or business or whatever, you know, they may be doing. And so that, I just think this is also a part of that legacy. Yes, your child may not end up doing the company business. Right. But... Because they have options, they understand that they have options and that they have the option and the ability to really go out and do what they have that passion to do, which Cheryl talks about. So, right. And I love that. I love the fact that you brought that up. That is so true. The, the options. That's you know that's another thing that when we are going through those uh, guilt cycles or am I you know I'm spending too much time or right. what what should I do? Oh my goodness, you know this is a day I got to find balance and and all that. But if I don't make this call, if I don't do this, when we're going through all those mental games that we go through on a daily and all that mental chatter that we go through on a daily basis. Um, the outcome is what again what we have to focus on, and like you said, that that mark that we're that we're leaving, you know, on our children. What's the purpose? Well, uh, the option is the purpose. Mm-hmm. We want our children to have options. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to have to uh, go to a school because that's where they have to go because of of money right. or. Or they can't go to further their education because of money. Right. They've got to, they have to, you know, uh, get out and start working a job right away or nothing's wrong with the military. You know, know, since I've lived here, I mean, I I, I even see more opportunities even with the military, even that I, you know, I've I've seen before because I was only exposed to a, a small facet of it. But, you know, that might be a lot of times that's an option that people say, well, my child had to go here because we couldn't afford them to go to school. Well, mm-hmm. couldn't afford for them to go to school. But if, you know, you're giving your children options, 
by you pursuing your dreams and your yeah. passions and, and continuously building that business. That's what you're giving them that option to do. And and I I can kind of bet that they would appreciate those options. See, don't let what the television, the images that we see on TV, those are just, those are not real. Yeah. Those are not real, and and it's it's like the vocal minority. You know, you see you see some of these reality shows that that have wealthy people and their lives are so this and that. That's just sensationalism. Yeah, half that stuff can't be real, and if it is real, why do you feel yours would have to be like that if you had wealth? Right. And why would your children, you you of all people, you you're a great person. Not saying that they're not. But you're a great person. You have integrity. You you come from good stock. Your vision is clear. You, you, your your intentions are pure. Why would your children have to go astray? You know. Um, so I think I think that's a, a great point that you brought up as well. And you know, another thing that I was just thinking about is also as an entrepreneur. Although I know we're there are some people that may work nine to five, and that's that's fine. As an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, you can literally craft your life the way you want it to be. And I was reading about this business coach, and mm-hmm. she, you know, has decided. Yes, yeah, she she wants to be a millionaire, but she's for her because she has two small kids, and she wants to spend time with them. She's deciding it to do it her way. So right. time it may take her a little bit longer, but for her, she takes off the summer. Now, still make six figures, but she takes off the summer to be with her kids. Right. So she, and, and she has an option. And she has an option, right. <laughs> <laughs> she created an option for herself. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's it's the saying that we say, do today what others won't do, so that you can have today what others won't have. There you go. It's a simple, you know, I, I love it um, in the in the Born Rich series uh, that uh, Bob Proctor has, his his co-host uh, on there, John Canary, talks about uh, the sowing and reaping with principle, which we sow, he said, you know, the thing is, we don't know when we're going to reap, but we know when the sowing season is, and that's every day. Mm. <laughs> it's every day, you know. Can we dial up? Somebody said, "I heard y'all out there say, can we dial up and find out when the reaping season is?'" <laughs> can somebody tell us when the reaping season? No, but he said, he said the sowing season is every day. It's in everything that we do every day, and I love this this fact as well that it's the small things. There's a scripture that talk about it. it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that matter. So over a course of time, just like if, you know, it's nothing wrong with eating a hamburger, we know. But if you eat a hamburger from, from I won't name a place, but a fast food place every day, that's what you eat every day. Eventually, over time, you're going to have some issues with your body. It's the little things. Oh, I just ate a little burger. Eventually, over time. So, sowing we know is every day. If you're sowing and you're sowing on good ground and you're sowing the seeds uh, in building that dream and building that vision, you're you're definitely going to reap your harvest. You're definitely going to do that. Cool. Great. Yes. Yes. So, we uh, tell you have had an awesome show today. We thank everybody for tuning in for the great comments and uh, that we share. We want you to definitely tune in next week. Uh, uh, please mark us as your favorite uh, wealthy sisters. S i s t a s dot com. We can be found on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Deborah Hartnett. Uh, H-A-R-D-N-E-T-T, and Twitter as well. And we want to encourage you to visit our sponsor site, the Professional Black Woman Association, www.thepbwa.com. We have a lot of things in store. We just uh, launched this new association. We have our basic membership where it's free for you to join. Uh, You can get uh, MP3s on a quarterly basis from us and our newsletter. And then also we have the monthly memberships as low as $19. 
dollars where we have our online university uh we have a library that has so much available for you, all types of uh, media on pro- professional and personal development as well, which all of these things are important, and also practical information as well, important to you building your business. So definitely tune in next week. Our special guest is going to be telling us how she raised just this past year. She's raised close to a million dollars from investors. Who you want our special guest is Miss Kim Thor. So. Tune in. You want to hear her next week. For those those of you all are saying it's not anybody investing, there's no money out there, there is still some money out there. Trust me, the money has not disappeared. It, it has not disappeared. It just transferred hands. That's all. So thank you again for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters. We look forward to hearing you all next week. Continue to have an awesome day. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by theprofessionalblackwoman.com, where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hardhead, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive, wealthy sister and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.